Welcome, everyone, to episode 165 of the Whiskey and Watches podcast. This is Buzz sitting in the main chair tonight uh, because we are without Spence. But you know who we do have on the pod tonight? Say hello, everyone. That That's right. It's Evan Spangler. <laughs> What's happening, buddy? That's right. I'm here. I'm back. I love it. Oh, not much. Yeah, I know. It's it's good to be back. Obviously, I've been busy these past couple of uh, of weeks. Sorry that I've missed being on. I've missed it. It's. I think we we have a crackerjack of an episode tonight. Hey. And yes, I just use the the phrase crackerjack um, because why not? I think it's gonna be a good episode. I think it's gonna be a good one to get back into the flow of things. It'll be a real humdinger, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ah, that's great. Glad glad to have you back. Um, a- anything anything major happen while uh, since the last time you've been on? Yeah, I mean, I guess you know, I've you know, I guess I got some dog food. I, I went to the grocery store. Um, I finally graduated, hey, so I mean, that's 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 something big. Yeah, yeah, I think that's that's probably the one you're going for. Uh, con- congrats, my man. That that's uh, a wonderful accomplishment. Yeah, it feels good. It feels good to be done, to say the least. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm sure. Well, you know, a, a good way to to celebrate being being done with the professional school is a little wrist check, drink check action. Uh, so why don't you start us out? Yeah. So on the wrist, well, I guess it was on the wrist. I- it's currently been taken off since uh, I was playing some pickleball earlier today. Um, but it have my uh, Laurier Gemini, their worn and wound edition on the wrist. Still need to get that watch fixed, quote unquote, but uh, it still uh, tells the time pretty well. So uh, yeah, I had that one on the wrist. And in the glass is one that um, one that I don't normally drink, but it was just sitting around. I figured I haven't tried it in a while, um, but it's the Jack Daniels single barrel rye. It is just the typical base maroon logo. It is not their single barrel barrel proof gold or the, any of their prior special editions. So yeah, good, good daily drinker. If you like a good rye, you know, it's can't complain. Interesting. Yeah. I, I didn't even know that that was an option. Yeah, Jack Daniels has quite the lineup uh, outside of their uh, old 107. <laughs> yeah. I was, yeah. Well, nice. Okay, um, the other thing I didn't know what was an option is I, I thought that you had to be a retiree to play pickleball. What, uh, what what's, <laughs> what's, this, what's the pickleball scene like? Like, what, uh, t- tell us a little bit about that. It's thriving. It is thriving. Um to be fair, currently where I am now, there is a there is a league that I would say probably the average demographic in that age group is fifty five plus. So, you know, you're pretty right on that buzz. But you know, it's a if you don't want to run around and play tennis, you can do a little small version of it with a plastic ball. So, what's wrong with that? No, it's it's definitely definitely a good idea. Plus, you can you know. Just like defeat them with your uh, superior age and athleticism, so that's always fun. That's true. My my lack of joint supplements definitely puts me at a an advantage on that one. Hey, I take glucosamine chondroitin. Big big <laughs> fan. Got to keep these keep keep all these joints uh, nice and, and limber and, and padded. I, I want to keep lifting when I'm in my sixties. So. Which distressingly uh, grows nearer every day. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> okay. Sounds uh, like. Don't, <laughs> don't think of it that way. Just think of it you're you're closer to sitting down and enjoying the golden years, drinking some nice wine. Yeah, or or ma- in the backyard, or maybe even some purple label uh, Jack Daniels rye. Yeah, heck yeah. Yeah, pretty. Heck yeah, it's very. Very, very regal choice uh, for for uh, coloring on their part. Yeah, I feel like Jack Daniels does a good job, and plus, you know, it's kind of feel not snooty, but you can say, "Oh, I'm drinking Jack Daniels," but not that Jack Daniels. So, 
<laughs> yeah, the 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 if you know you know factor is quite strong. Yes, yes, oh, that's good. So yeah, Buzz, what about you? What are you? What you got on the wrist? What are you drinking? Well, you know, um, I'm drinking. We'll start with the drink. I'm drinking a Modelo Especial, not Modelo Oof. Normal Especial. Yeah, you know what? Uh, when the weather turns to summer, my tastes turn toward uh, Mexican lagers of all sorts. And then also, of course, toward the fratter day, right? The the, the natter day. So just, uh, you know, uh, either uh, completely gross light beer lemonade mashups or, uh, or Mexican lagers. So, yeah, uh, we... I grabbed a six pack of these. I forgot one. One of the nights, maybe it was Friday night. Yeah, Friday night. I think made um, chicken tacos really quick. And you know what? I I don't care that it's not like legit at all. Like any amount of this that that I did, right? Like um, they were on flour tortillas, not corn. There's some sour cream involved. Guess what? I don't care. Um, maybe it's like inspired by real tacos. Still hits the spot. Uh, if you've got a Blackstone, or if you're like me, you've got like Sam's Choice Outdoor Griddle. You know, I eat not or no legit Blackstone, but still gets the job done. Um, still gives you like six square feet of super hot uh, cooking surface. The the uh, the chicken tacos must be in the rotation. Um, t- chicken tenderloins, just uh, chop that little tender. Uh, r- I mean tendon, excuse me, right off of them. Toss them in some general dry rub. You know, some something that you would use like with pork, for example, and then just throw them down. Throw them down on that griddle with a. A little bit of olive oil because we in this house we uh, we don't go for seed oils, and uh, you know saute up some peppers and onions. You're gonna have a great time, whether you put it on a tortilla, whether you put it on a sandwich bun, whether you just cut it up and eat it together. It's like the cheat code for summer meals. <laughs> Yeah, it's all about how you feel. It's all about how it makes you feel, you know? Somebody could say taco night. I don't even have to eat a taco. I've got a margarita and probably some chips and salsa. Hey, that works for me. Absolutely. Yeah, it was It was Friday night. That's right, because I <laughs> had Mexican for lunch with a friend of mine. And uh, I, I find that oftentimes uh if i go out to lunch which is some days some weeks some months even the only thing that keeps me sane at work um <laughs> I, I do I feel that I, I do find that oftentimes I, I get doubled up at uh at dinner like oh yeah well, we've got uh quesadillas going yeah okay i'm not gonna say anything because i would uh, you know at the end of the day <laughs> liked it enough to eat it for one meal i might as well go for another one as well right but why not but <laughs> yeah yes yeah, so uh modelos and then just just for this to be a little uh, uh kind of a alliterative uh wrist check drink check i've got a moon swatch mission to mars yeah that's what's on my wrist heck yeah uh so um those of you that have been paying attention uh, will remember several episodes ago. The, I think it may have been the last uh, Buzz and Spangler only one that we did. When we did our uh, gratuitous uh, fast form finds that was just us hawking our watches that we wanted to sell. Um I, I made some vaguely approving noises uh, about Evan's moon swatch. Well, yeah, we, we, we got that deal done, and uh, it is shipped. 
it is here on the wrist. It's been on the wrist for a couple of weeks. I was, I, I had it for the last uh, episode, but um, with Anti Watch Watch uh, Club, but didn't didn't want to to take anything away from from our guests. So you know, held on to it as a secret. Yeah, they're fun. Um, they definitely are like toy like. As you could imagine, it's a swatch at the end of the day, uh, a, a, mm-hmm. a, a swatch with some fun colorways and, and definitely um, more, you know, kind of gravitas than most because of the uh, Omega hook in, but still, sure. you know, still kind of uh, toyish. You know, you just embrace that, right? Like that's that's the cool thing. Um, funny enough, um, like stock acts and those sort of sites, it seems like the prices are becoming a lot more reasonable on many of them. Not not the Neptune one, obviously, but like I, I saw an offer on there for a Mercury at like three fifty, um, mm-hmm. which you know the the gray but not like mission to the moon gray um is uh a lot less in your face than the red but that's okay i've been embracing it honestly um well i mean i think buzz in my opinion you got the best one so i I hope you're embracing it (laughs) what what's really funny is the kids love it right they they think it's really cool a uh, little guy uh, always asks, can I see? Can I see? And uh, nice. he wants me to take it off so he can look at the Mars on, on the back on the battery cover. And without fail, he just stares at it and goes, whoa. <laughs> but at that point, I... he, he wants it on his wrist and something that... Um, is the price of a moon swatch, right? I'll put it on his wrist and let him, let him waddle around with it. And he thinks it's uh, sure. really cool. And eventually he, you know, stops being enthralled. And... But yeah, yeah, the, the aftermarket silicone straps that, uh, that uh, you sent with it are definitely the way to go like the design of the stock one is neat but um i don't know did you try the stock one on by chance i haven't okay yeah honestly you don't need to it's hot garbage yeah yeah i i think somebody's gotta make like a um an aftermarket version that's not made out of like Halloween costume material, right? Because that's that's like the vibe. That's a good way to describe that's it. like the vibe yes. that I get from it, right? You know, like hundred uh, percent. Yeah, but yeah, it, it's uh, it's pretty fun. Been been wearing it on um, very casual sort of days. Um, mm-hmm. Honestly, I've got a couple of long sleeve shirts, like. Um, they have a little bit of red in the pattern, so yeah, mm-hmm. I, I go go for that without fail. But yeah, well, I, I you know Buzz, I, I will say that watch has definitely been in recent memory the one that definitely got me the most compliments. So if you're uh you're feeling down one day and you want to kind of flaunt your wrist out to see if you can get some compliments, that's that one's definitely gonna be the way to go. <laughs> nice, yeah, I. Was uh, in Indy this past weekend, uh, visiting with some friends. And my buddy is very into watches, so he, I of course brought brought that, and he was pretty jazzed. Thought that that was fun. So, yeah. Did you sell any of your watches to him? No, I didn't. I didn't. It should have been a little, little more uh, shameless about that. <laughs> Yeah, they they just bought a a house. Well, I mean, not that recently, but still probably within the past year, I would say. That's that's a big expense. Lovely place though. Very peaceful. But yeah, it it would be better if um 
if it was a house that had one of our fast forum finds. Let's let's go right into a shameless no rules edition fast forum find. You know what forums we're looking at? We're looking at our own collection, people. We are uh, mm-hmm. going to shamelessly shill. Just a little bit more iter- uh, alliteration for you. Going to shamelessly shill here. Um, I have not yet put uh, put these up on the Facebook Book groups uh, that that bear their names, but uh, I, I swear I will at some point here. Um, the uh, Stahmidoxa Sub 300T C Rambler, uh, which is of course the best colorway. Uh, we've got, yeah, that that's on the um, Toolist Micro Adjust uh, Beads of Rice strap, which is very cool uh, bracelet, Beads of Rice bracelet. Um, uh, it's the one that I feel like I would, um, care the least about, like, keeping, right? But I've also been doing this thing where I haven't been wearing it a whole hell of a lot, because, like, if I, when I do sell it, I want to, like, be less upset about it. So, but yeah, uh, 1200 bucks shipped. There you go. I said it. Um... It's a great deal. Yeah. At, at Buzzworthy Watches, hit me up. Uh, and then also the Monta Sky Quest Black, um, Black Colorway, uh, version two of the Toolless Micro Adjust. Or, eh, I don't know. It, it's not the current Toolless Micro Adjust where they, they um, curved the clasp even more. It, it's the one before that. Um, handy, handsome. Yeah, just that that one just hasn't been getting rest time, um, kind of mm-hmm. out of out of preference. But um, yeah, very cool, very cool sapphire bezel and you know, all that fun stuff. For sure. Yeah. So so what about you, uh, Spangler? What what are you shilling? Well, I mean, so I have successfully via this podcast. Uh, shilled my moon swatch. So I'm going to take that as a, <laughs> a win. Um, but I mean, in terms of current things, um, the Laurier is perpetually up for sale. I think um, for a while there, it had been on the, uh, the Laurier watch forums, um, kind of making its way around. I pop my head in every once in a while. Um and just say, hey, you know, it's still for sale. And other people on the forum would say, oh, I'm looking for a watch. And other people would say, oh, I know a guy who has one. Um, you know, the guy being me. <laughs> um, and I will say, right, for everybody that asks me about that watch, um, I genuinely will go to eBay and I will look for the most recent sale history on that watch. And that's what I will price it at. So um, I think it was originally priced at 850 I think I saw one sell for 750 So, you know. If anybody's looking for one, seven fifty is what what it's at currently. So, market price two. That's right. If you wanna you know tell your wife's girlfriends that market price. That's very important because we know that that the finest, classiest things in life are sold at market price, like fish, yes, lobster, mm-hmm. right? The market price. That's right. Buzz's favorite ad. You know we keep it classy over here. Absolutely, absolutely. By the way. Uh, getting quite a purchase history aren't i yeah you're you're number one you are always number one on my list buds. <laughs> oh, goodness um yeah i mean i guess in in terms of other things um you know i don't really know if somebody wants to buy a cincinnati watch co watch off of me i'd probably sell that one too um oh lord i don't know 200 150 i don't really know I don't know what I paid for it. I'll be honest. <laughs> nice. We'll say two hundred. I'll start high. I'll start two hundred dollars. There you go. So, uh, that, that's everybody's looking for that. That's good because all, all of our listeners will definitely know that you are very interested in getting that exact amount out based on how like resolute you were, uh, you know, with, with coming up with that figure. Yeah, yeah. I, I learned a long time ago that I would never make a good watch dealer. So. That's why I've stayed away from that. Yeah. Got a section her sphere of the strange little world that we 
are in with this hobby. Um, yeah, that's really it that comes off the top of my head. Um, you know, everything else I have is for sale for a price because, you know, it's how life works. So, you know, if anybody, anybody wants to buy anything else that I have, you know, shoot me a DM. Very nice. Very nice. All right. Well, before we get to our, our topics, uh, it's summer season. It's sweaty season. You're going to want to take care of yourself. Your, your grooming should be on point just because life gets less formal and more fun during the summer. doesn't mean that you should neglect yourself. That's why you got to get the stuff from Manscaped. I've got all sorts of wonderful options. Um, if I had a beard, I would talk about how great the uh, beard hedger is. But I don't have a beard, so you know, maybe, maybe Evan, you want to talk about that a little bit. I mean, yes, if I was actively shaving my beard, I could say how great the, the beard hedger was. Um, but yeah, call it method acting. I've uh, been growing my facial fescue out for some time now uh but i have been trying the um the the goops and gels that come with the beard hedger and they are i'm a big fan uh the beard shampoo that comes with it fantastic um the but the thing that i like the most of the i guess the quote-unquote in shower portion of the goops and gels (laughs) is the leave-in beard conditioner that stuff is an absolute game changer i walk in all crusty you know, from the days, whatever, I come out, this thing on my face, it is as soft as a baby's bottom. I tell you what, that stuff is fantastic. Um, you know, you hit that with a little bit of beard oil at the end of the day after you get out of the shower too. Forget about it. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And all this does come in that package. That's true. Um, you also have the, the, the beard, um, Oh, I don't know. The beard sculpting cream. Now, obviously, I don't really do much of that, but I have tried it, and it definitely works. It is a good sculpting cream, if that is what you're after. Um, so, And the brush that comes with it, also fantastic. Seems very stout. The the creams are my facial fescue. Ah, uh, the comb that comes with it. Oh, oh yes, the, the comb. Yes, the comb. The comb is very stout. I was a huge fan of the comb. Um I'd been searching for something like that for quite a while, and Manscaped was like, you know what, hey, we came up with it. Here you go. I'm like, perfect, great, amazing. Oh, that's, that's really the only thing I use. So, Very nice. Very nice, yeah. You know, it's it's the same story over here. Uh, the All their stuff is fantastic. I will forever talk about how great it is for that lawnmower to have the LED light. Um it is so choice. Uh, I really hope it, it's an idea so clever that myself, uh, unfortunately, having uh, as Dilbert described it, the knack and being aff- afflicted with being an engineer, um, really makes me hope that that they uh, uh, pursue the utility patent on that to box out everyone else for twenty years from having that brilliant brilliant uh, light um, yeah big fan sway season two uh, you, you gotta have the uh, crop preserver uh, I don't revitalize it as as often um, I, I'm typically uh, preserve just preserving the crops not really revitalizing them but um, yeah they're they're both they're both great I, I think they're pretty pretty uh nifty ideas and you know if any of this you know catches your attention if 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 you are are sitting there uh listening to our podcast and thinking you know what i i want some stuff from manscaped well uh the important thing would be to go to manscaped and use promo code buzzcut for 20 percent off and free shipping that's right uh, tell them we sent you. All right. Thank you. Absolutely. So let's. We don't do this that often. Uh, Risk Cheese Radio does a really good job uh, in general with the new releases and whatnot. Uh, but 
there are some fun ones uh, out there. Some I would almost call them summary sort of watches um, because they either by uh, color or novelty just yeah, they're just a little whimsical. So uh, first one I wanted to talk about is uh, oh snap, thirty five millimeter. Automatic to so PRX. It has yeah the the same fun dial that that the uh, the larger you know Powermatic eighty uh, ones have. So that same fun pattern. Uh, they've got blue, white, black, green. I think colorways. Yes. Yes, they have green. Yeah. Um, most, and then uh, Mother of Pearl, I think. Um, I'm looking on their website right now. I, I don't see... They have the 35 mil automatics at the very top of their PRX page, and I only see the four colors. Oh, okay. Um, they may have the PRX. I think the Mother of Pearl... Maybe the quartz. Okay, that may be the version um, from what I'm seeing. Um, oh, they also have, I did not see this one. They have the 35 mil Powermatic um, with the two tone with the uh, 18 karat gold bezel as well, oh. which I did not see from the uh, the press releases, but it is on here. Oh, slick. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I. I uh... When I saw those come out, um, I just think it makes too much sense. I, I really wonder, like, whether Tissot can figure out some way to take, like, the brilliance that they have on, on this line and, like, sprinkle it over some of their other product lines. Um, yeah. I mean, it's... Honestly, Tissot is one of those brands that has such a great back catalog. It's it makes me scratch my head. It's they're kind of they fit into the same vein as Movado in my mind. Um, and their back catalogs are so cool, but they just refuse to reissue a lot of them. Yeah. Um, which you know is what it is. But I mean, I, I you know. I think the PRX and especially them listen, not only do they create the PRX, but they have listened to people when it comes to decreasing the size to a more unisex type situation that, you know, maybe this is, you know, the turning of uh, into a new direction for them when it comes to their releases. At least I can only hope so. Fingers crossed because it's gotta be, it's gotta be the way, right? I mean, when you, when you pick up some wins like that, that has to be a, a surefire way to, you know, increase your revenue and, and profits. And from there, um, you know, you're making the case of, hey, invest more. Let's invest more in new launches and we can keep doing this. We can keep juicing the, the top and the bottom line. Um Man, I would really I I think that they've got a a cool opportunity to to do something uh Brightling Aerospace ish because the mm. the T-touch technology um yeah I I think I think they it would be some work to figure out a um a design for it that wouldn't be too like mall watchy right like you want to to, because unfortunately like it's super cool technology and it's really impressive but something like that which is so different from automatic mechanical you know traditional movements uh always has a danger of being gimmicky which means that mm-hmm. the whole package just has to be be right on right that the rest of the design has to uh has to be very exact to so yeah. it gives like a serious vibe 
but I, I think mm-hmm. that that would be, you know, it, it just seems like a waste to have that technology and not really make a play at at using it. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm on Tisa's website right now because I was just a little bit intrigued as to what was was going on over there. And, you know, a lot of their designs are kind of hot garbage, which is fine. It's what it is. They're, you know, they've been in the range for a little bit of time. But I did see that Tiso also in their current core lineup has, you know, the Powermatic 80 and a couple of the different things. But they did do another reissue. Um, you know, I'll, I'll botch this pronunciation, but it's uh, the Sidrol, the Sidrol. Oh, so, yeah, Sidereal. Um, yes. Yes, they have that one as well, which I did not actually know they they um, had reissued this watch. Um, but I like it. I like what we're doing with it. Um, it's one of those 70s-era design darlings um, that's kind of just quintessential of that design period. Um, and I like it. I think it's quirky, but that's what it's supposed to be. And I, I like that Tissot's doing this kind of stuff, especially with the, I guess, the more modern aspect of having the what do they say? Marble forged carbon, um, around the, uh, stainless steel case, which is kind of cool. Yes. When I saw these released, um, I thought, wow, that's, that's fun summary kind of watch. And mm-hmm. the, um, association, the, the thing that really sprung to my mind, uh, was, uh, mm-hmm. gorilla. Yeah, yeah, that bracelet spot on gorilla, and also the case, also. Yeah, I looks very gorilla esque. Yeah, it, it just um, kind of um, out there, aggressive, fun kind of design, right? Uh, mm, and then playing yeah. with some materials, you know. Yeah, which which I'm all about. Like, if brands want to come back and you know, reissue some of their, I guess, back catalog and throw in some new materials, but don't go over the top with them. Sure. Why not? I think it's cool. I think that's progress in some sense. I don't know how you feel about that, but man, you know, um, why spend time reinventing the, the wheel, right? If you got something, something that could work well, um, yeah, I think that's a, a good idea to go for it. All right, they all can't be hits, but, you know, back catalog, especially when you have one like theirs, is a good place to start. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, curios- uh, curiosity on this one is... The 35 millimeter one is half a millimeter. That's right, 20 thousandths of an inch, uh, thicker than the 40 millimeter. So hmm. that that may be an answer at the next watch trivia event you go to. Uh, so <laughs> just just keep that one tucked away, and you might get your team might uh, win the gift card uh, to the bar uh, when you when you win watch trivia. Yeah. I can believe that. Yeah. I, I I believe that would be a world that I would like to be a part of. I had watch trivia at bars. All right. Um Purple. Purple is is the color for the Oris Holstein edition. I've got purple dial aquas that is striking and inky and gorgeous um yeah i very much like it yeah i mean it's to my somewhat untrained eye it appears to be just a typical 41.5 mil aquas at least um dial side um that purple is very striking. Um, it reminds me a lot of their um, the cherry colorway they did. That like um, yes. reflective cherry. 
which I love. That watch is killer. I think somebody in our Red Bar group actually either has or had that watch. Um, but that watch is killer. And this dial, you know, if it's anything like that cherry red, um, is going to look great in person too. Um, I think the bezel is also an interesting touch as well. It's it's not black. It's not white. It's kind of this off gray color, I want to say. Um, but it's not one that typically pops up in, in my mind of of normal bezel colors and uh, I like it if it's really well with the purple. Yeah. Um, Coordinates. And then the back too. Yeah. The back, the back too is also very, uh, a fun touch. If you're a, a fan of the or spare, which I think, you know, if you're no, if you're a watch person, I think everybody kind of loves the or spare. So. If you're not a fan of the or spare, <laughs> I, 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 Adjust your priorities. God help you. People. Yeah, exactly. I'm not yeah. going to say, I am not going to say I don't want you to listen to the podcast. I'm not going to cast into, into <laughs> the exterior darkness like that where there'll be wailing and gnashing of teeth. No. Um, I, I want you to still listen because I, I, I hope that uh, we can make plain to you the, the, the coolness and fun and whimsy and frivolity of the Oris bear. Yeah, he's going scuba diving. What a happy little bear. Yeah. Just just I love just it. diving. He's got his little mask and and regulator and flippers and there's some air bubbles. Yeah. Oris bear rolls. I dig it. Yeah. Then you incorporate that into more watches. Agreed. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a fun one. Yeah. I like it. I dig it. Uh, and then the last one that I want to to pick up, well, to talk about, boy, what a Freudian slip that was. I want to pick up um, <laughs> uh-huh. you know, ho, ho. the uh, Unimatics. Uh, they are out. I think this they call this Series 8 because, you know, why not? Uh, they got some new colorways out, and the one that catches my eye is navy blue and gilt. So obviously, I am predisposed to enjoying that color combination. Uh, it reminds me of my alma mater. Uh, but yeah, they they've got those colorways, but they also have a olive colorway that's just killer. Oh man, that's cool. Mm. Yeah, and um, yeah, we, we kind of talked about this a little before the we started recording that um, you know at least for me, Unimatic is one of those brands that I've I've admired from afar, but I've never taken the uh, the step into you know quote unquote talking with them. Um, but um, yeah, no, I I like Unimatic. I like them for a lot of reasons. I think the designs are original, but they they riff off classics, which I think is it works. Um, I will say though, just from my own personal opinion on Unimatic, I, I one of the you know, one of the things that you know I'm I'm struggling for words here because it's like it's weird because I, I like the watches but I also don't see myself really ever getting one which is kind of one of those weird things you know that you like it but you'll never get one you know it doesn't really make any sense um, but yeah I, I've always struggled with the fact that Unimatic does not put their logo um, in the normal you know, 12 o'clock <laughs> position. Yes. And every time I look at it, that is the only thing I can think of. Um, sort of like, right, when you're listening to jazz music, within about five seconds, all you're thinking is, man, this is jazz. And that's all you can think about, right? This, like, I cannot, for the life of me, get over the fact that that logo is not a 10. Like, they just moved it up. Maybe put a line or two of text where the the, the logo is now at the six o'clock position. I probably would have had a Unimatic a long, long time ago. But just because of that, I, I don't know. I, I think that's my brain cannot wrap around that for whatever reason. Um, but the um, the chronograph options, which you know, if you listen to this podcast, obviously I'm a big fan of chronographs. Um, the chronograph options and that the olive drab and the blue and gilt. Um, are good. They're really good. Super cool. Um, Mac, but I Mac, do see they have Mecca quartz. Yeah, I was gonna say I was, I was gonna say yeah, it's it's Mecca quartz, which is interesting. Um, probably another thing that would put me off because I'm not the 
biggest quartz fan in the world, unless it's done right, aka that moon swatch you have buzz. But um, yeah, I don't know. I think they're they're cool watches for what they are, and yeah, I think I may continue to admire them from afar. Yeah, I um, should probably prioritize um, handling one of those at, at a red bar at some point. Because I would really like to experience one in real life. Because, mm-hmm. like, the vibe that I get off of them is that they are cool designs. Well, I think you described it very well that it's like it's its own thing, but it's riffing off of off of some established stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I, for one, uh, think that having the stuff at six only is perfectly fine because it, it somehow feels um, consistent with with the uh, the ethos of it, right? With the dive bezel that just has a, a loom pip and absolutely zero other adornment um i could see yeah that. I, could see that. I feel yeah. like it's uh pretty pretty good and i also from all the pictures of it, it seems like they really are you know brushed well and consistent like it it it, it looks mm-hmm. like it's a very beautiful object if that makes any yeah. any sense, um, no, for sure, for sure. So, you know the the fact that um, you know will, will I ever then make the the leap uh, to pay like a grand for this like beautiful, unique object thing that that doesn't have a bracelet but has a cool, you know, uh, strap. I don't know. Uh, perhaps that 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 might be the case. Uh, I, I would like yeah. to to see one in real life to to see what it really is like. Um, for sure, but for sure, uh, I think. Oh, go on. I mean, you know, maybe. Okay, it, some some background here. Uh, if we go back to Aristotle, uh, one, of the, one of the concepts they had was the, the great sold man, um, which is, was meant to be a, uh, a uniquely capable man. Um, it was very, it's actually a super odd concept w- within his works. Um, the closest uh, to this example uh, as a person, like within our... Um, you know, 20th century probably is like Winston Churchill, um, but essentially a, a man uh, capable of, of extraordinary works. Um, mm-hmm. But th- there's also a lot of like really silly crap that, that he describes, like, you know, the great sold man, like the great sold man has a house that's full of beautiful but useless objects. So maybe maybe these unimatics are actually actually a, a good watch for the great souled man um, yeah. yeah because for some reason just when I look at the the, the close up pictures of him um, yeah it just it strikes me as an object like an art object more than a watch yeah that's that's strange you bring that up because I, I wasn't going to say like avant-garde design, but like it's sort of like if you took a, a vintage Rolex and you were back in, let's say, 1965 and you you went to like a modern art museum and they did their interpretation on what a dive watch should be that's still functional. I think that's kind of what Unimatic is in my mind. Like it's a beautiful built watch from from their photos online, which are, which are fantastic. And it looks great all around, but yeah, you're right. I think we just need to find one at a red bar meet. So, you know, anybody in a red bar group that, uh, wants to have us, please let us know. That's right. That's right. Okay. Um, yeah, that, that's all the, the recent releases I wanted to talk up through. Yeah. Well, we, 
go to our, our last segment of the night. Uh, you do you want to introduce this one? Yeah, I can. I can. I can do that. So, um, yeah, you know, it, it's summertime, so I feel like the summertime watch themes for podcasts are um, starting to emerge, and so we kind of thought of one that. I think it's easy enough to, to get through and one that maybe you, you may find yourself in one of these situations. Um, so we figured, you know, with summertime, there comes certain events that you might go to, right? You might just be hanging out in your backyard. You know, you might be going to a block party or you might be going to, you know, let's say your, your neighbor's fancy deck party type situation. I don't really know. I don't have neighbors like that, but apparently some people do. Um, so we figured, you know, if, if you went to one of those situations, like a, you know, a easygoing to, you know, somewhat put yourself together to something that you really need to put yourself together for, you know, what watch would you grab for those? And then what type of alcohol would you bring to that? And so, you know, I think that's, you know, like I said, something that some of us may find ourselves in this summer. And so, you know, if you're looking for some advice, I think you've stumbled upon the right podcast because we're about to give you some. That's right. And uh, as yeah. always, my advice will be worth the amount that you've paid for it. Nada. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Um, yeah, so I, I can go first and kick this thing off here just so we can get a, an idea of what's what we're going after. Let's do it, buddy. So, you know, I figured, you know, if you're just on our quote-unquote lower tier option, right, you're just kind of hanging out, maybe invite your neighbor over, have a friend come over to your pool, sit out, just enjoy the day. Um, in terms of, of stuff that I would bring, right, you know, I think – you want something that's going to be waterproof because you may be going to a pool, you know, it's summer, like rain is a, a thing. So you, you kind of want something that might be a little bit of waterproof. Um, so I figured a nice quick grab and go, no nonsense. Don't have to think about it, have a watch for this type of situation. Um, and so I went with uh, the Casio F91W. Um, quick and dirty. I think, you know, if you, um, funny enough, this, this style of watch, at least as of four years ago, back when I was living in Cincinnati downtown, this tended to be the uh, type of watch that the the young folk would wear. And I've only seen its popularity grow, honestly, in people, I guess, under the age of 22. <laughs> um, maybe, let's say 25. Um, so, you know, it's a, it's a fairly, you know, hip go-to watch for certain sects of people. And... Um, yeah, I think it could be a great little go-to for, you know, your kind of casual little outdoor backyard meeting with some friends, you know. Um, and so, uh, you know, and when it comes to the, the type of alcohol, um, I think this, you know, I'm looking at my list here of what I wrote, and I I only wrote all whiskeys for the alcohol I would bring, which doesn't seem necessarily like the right thing, thinking back on it now. Um, so, I mean, honestly, like, I, I feel like a, a good... Nice, crisp, easy-drinking summertime beer, which, let's face it here, if I'm going to choose one, it's going to be PBR. Oh. Um, is It's going to be the way to go, right? Nice and easy, easy-drinking. Everyone's having a good time when they have PBR in their hand. Um, or, right, since this is a whiskey podcast, uh, my recommendation would be uh, the Old Elk Small Batch. It's a fantastic bottle, fairly accessible, actually very accessible. Um and not that much. So I figured that could be the, uh, the first option here for your, uh, low tier backyard get togethers. Um, yeah. Nice. So, I mean, I want to, yeah, I think we can, I want to ping pong back and forth. Let's, well, I, I give my yeah. ideas and we'll, we'll discuss them. Um, I like that. Cause I'm that. having, I am of two minds when it comes to the quick, um, like hang hang out in the backyard versus um, you know block party right uh, uh, choice number two uh, because sometimes I feel like um, well I know for sure like block party you're not going to bring anything particularly um, complex uh, on the the drinks front. 
but um, you know, so if you're just in your backyard, you, you could definitely, um, you know, do a little bit more involved uh, stuff on the drinks front. So I, but then again, the the hangout in the backyard, the drain just you know delete a couple of natter days and like joke with your friends slash neighbors about like wow isn't this amazing like this is actually a very good shandy wow shandy is like just such a ridiculous like crummy category of beer when natty can be a very very good example of it um I don't know. The Natter Day factor is very high here. I don't know. I, 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 the Boulevardier factor is pretty high too. Mm. Something just a little, just a little bitter and refreshing. Mm. It is the both the Bavalier, the Negroni, all of those bitter drinks. Maybe the, the Aperol Spritz, too, yes. right? They're all good summer drinks, but they're all bitter. Just a little which, bit. Which, you know, which I will say, right, I do like a good bitter drink in the summer mm-hmm. because of the fact that it's so hot that you want to drink it really really fast, mm-hmm. right? You get something a little bit bitter, right? Slows you down. Does not make you look like a crazy person coming back with your third Negroni after 30 minutes at the party, right? Exactly. And I will always, I will always associate uh, Negronis and Boulevardiers with summer because uh, the first time I had a Negroni was up at, uh, at my buddy's house in, in the Shaker Heights. Had we, uh, that was our um, headquarters for my bachelor party whose wife and children cleared out for the weekend, went to see family, which was advisable on their part. Um, you know, and started, started the long weekend with campfire and, you know, some of the grannies as people were getting in that, that night and just, just delightful. That, that will, those will always go well, uh, to me. Um, yeah, and and just hang out in the backyard. Uh, honestly, I'm gonna I'm gonna have my Black Bay Fifty Eight on um, because I don't have to worry about uh, if the kids are got the splash pad out or any of that you know messy water crazy stuff going on don't have to worry about that uh, if i was just doing some some yard work honestly a lot of times i'll, I'll have the the black bay 58 on um you know i feel like i feel like you can go either the you know f91 route of like so cheap i don't care if it gets busted up or the mm-hmm. it's so stout it won't get busted up um, so yeah, that's what I'm going to do. A slight, slight inversion. Uh, the most um, laid-back social tier uh, is going to get more, more fancy stuff. Yeah. Why not? It's your summer. It is. Live it like you should. It is. Well, I guess we can get to the the mid tier, mm-hmm. which you know I sort of propose as like a a block party type situation, something still kind of casual, but you're going to be around people you might not know. You kind of want to present yourself in a certain type of way. Um, so for the watch, you know, I figured a, a fun summer watch and funny enough, one that we had just talked about earlier on the, on the podcast, I think it's going to be the PPX, the automatic with the black dial from, I guess, uh, well, if you're buying it straight from Tissot, if you're going to an AD, you can get the black dial with a black rubber bracelet. Or if you want to go the the, op, the the other route is getting any other dial option and is getting a secondary bracelet. But I'm making it easy for our listeners, right? So just get the black dial, the black, black bracelet, or black rubber strap, mm-hmm. and you're set, right? I think that's a perfect summer watch. Integrated 
sports watch, rubber bracelet. I think that's always, always the way to go for a great summer watch. Um, and so I feel like that would be the one to, uh, to add to your local block party with. Might, might catch some eyes, might get some compliments. You never know. Um, and, you know, in terms of, in terms of mid-tier alcohol offerings, um, you know, I you know, obviously have my, my whiskey that I originally had put down for this. But, um, you know, I figured, you know, if you're, if you're going to, to meet some neighbors for a block party, you want to bring something interesting but not too crazy, mm-hmm. um, you know, this might be a bit of a stretch for, I guess, some people. But if you would like to track down any 2018 California wine. What? That... 2018 California wines, especially the reds, um, because 2018 was the year of the California wildfires. And some of those wines get this distinctive, funky smoke factor to them um, that I've tried in a few examples from that year. I think that is something that's a great talking point for people. They'll be like, wow, that's kind of weird. I'm like, yeah, it is kind of weird. Have another sip. Um, I think that would be a very fun little icebreaker type of alcohol to bring. Um, you know, I have not tried any of the whites from that region from that year, um, unfortunately. But um, the reds I've tried definitely have a, an interesting, I guess, vibe to them. So um, that's my non-whiskey option. The Wine and Watches podcast. You don't get that. Yeah. You don't get that often. This this is This is <laughs> deep lore for sure. This is, this is, this is, right? That that was actually, funny enough, that was our number two name choice before Whiskey and Watches. <laughs> Not many people know that. That's right. Yeah. E- even uh, the co-hosts, even now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, since this is the Whiskey and Watches podcast, I did write down another whiskey. Uh, and one that recently became available in Louisiana. One that's a great mid-tier, daily drinking. Everyone's going to love it if they like whiskeys. Um, it's Heaven Hill's Bottled and Bond seven year can't go wrong with it it's great all around um although i will say they came out with this one i want to say a couple years ago maybe last year i don't really know but heaven hill phased out their screw top bottles to put this one in and i really wish that heaven hill would have included the screw top on this bottle because man those heaven hill screw tops good stuff (laughs) really good stuff but alas, I, I digress. Bummer. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It is what it is. Hey, don't uh, don't be sad because it isn't happening any longer, right? Be, smile because it, it you, you had the screw tops all those years. <laughs> Something like that. Um, yes. Yeah. It's a block party. Uh, I am going with this fun moon swatch that i've got it's as summery as it gets uh and if i'm just going to a party i'm not you know if i'm if i'm merely attending if i'm not hosting it i I don't have to worry about um doing chores ahead of time right because you're gonna clean up before you go to a party i don't have to worry about cooking anything so that's the other thing i left out like a hang out in the backyard thing i might you know might be smoking or griddling something and uh, i wouldn't want a want to have the moon swatch around for that don't don't want to uh you know damage the bio ceramic <clears throat> plastic plastic <laughs> case um that, that it has but yeah, I think something like that is you know have some match it with some Nantucket red uh, pants or shorts as, as uh, weather and custom dictate. Uh, that would be very cool. Um, and I I am going to bring uh, some growlers of uh, Sonder Brewing's um, uh, shandy that that they they had that uh, Spence and I both liked considerably when when uh, he among others was up uh, from from a birthday celebration um yeah it's actually got like a little bit of tea uh uh flavor to it um 
very, very, very delicious. Um, not the fully synthetic assault on the senses that the venerable Natter Day slash Fratter Day is. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I would do that, and I mean that that's got some currency around these parts uh, because mm-hmm. it's it's super local and super good. So that's how I would I would show up. Yeah, I gotta say, Sonder is very good. Um, I think I first tried their stuff. It's at, um, oh man, I'm gonna blank on the name here, but I lived right across the street originally in Cincinnati from this little beer shop down over the Rhine. And they had a good selection of Sonder um, that I was able to try. I think it was mostly sours back then. So I was not, unfortunately, uh, the Shandy was unavailable at that time, mm. but I think the Shandy is probably gonna be the move. Well, you know, when you're back in town, you, you want to go, you let me know, because I'm very close. Yeah. I, I've got my Cincinnati brewery list, and I have yet to add Sonder to it. So I would, yes, I will take you up on that. Nice. Um, yeah, but man, I guess we're we're down to our final category here, our high-end social gathering with the the new fancy pants neighbors. I think we've, we've hit that point. Oh, yeah. So... Or I guess it doesn't have to be Fancy Pants Neighbors. It's whatever high-end summer gathering you think is (laughs) high-end that you'll be going to this summer, you know. Um, But for me, it is that. And so for the watch, you know, let's be honest here. I got to get back to my roots. I love a good Jubilee. (laughs) And man, do I love Rolex's full gold GMT on that beautiful, beautiful GMT or Jubilee bracelet. Oh, I mix my words up because I'm getting so uh, so infatuated with that watch. Um, but yeah, no, my watch would be you know if I'm going to a fancy gym party with the the rich neighbors across the way, I would uh, you know in this life that I'm theoretically living in my head, I would have the full gold GMT on the Jubilee on my wrist. Maybe one day, probably not though. Um, because let's be honest here, it's a full gold Rolex that's going to catch everybody's eye, which I feel like everybody at that party would be wanting you to catch their eye. So you gotta, you gotta keep pace. And when it comes to, to alcohol offerings, I think, you know, you gotta go something that also catches the eye. Um, I know some of the people that listen to our podcast are definitely big into tequila. I am, I am not that versed in it, but I feel like a lot of people do like tequila and I feel a lot of people recognize class Azul. Um, so I figured, you know, if we're bringing a non whiskey option to this party, get together, whatever, um, it'd be the class Azul Reposado, which I've of course botched that pronunciation, but it's the, you know, the, the white fun ceramic bottle with the blue paint on it, you know, it's classic tequila. And then if, if we're going bourbon, I think nothing too crazy, right? I don't need to go Van Winkle for this. I don't know these people very well. Um, but I figured, you know, if, if I did have in this make-believe world, uh, an E.H. Taylor barrel proof offering, I think that would be a good, a good choice for this. Um, catches some eyes. People know, you know, what's up. If you bring that type of bottle to, uh, the party so yeah i mean i feel like that's in my fantasy land of me going to a neighbor's fancy summertime party that's that's what i'd be rocking and that's what i'd be hopefully drinking nice i'm gonna make this one real simple um i like the idea of either my um tudor oyster prince or uh, a similar you know maybe a rolex oyster perpetual something like that we're gonna put it on a a tasteful strap i know that uh, typically mm. you would never uh, dare match uh, st- strap fabric to the fabric of your pants but i i have this this really um, maybe it's a fever dream of like um, somehow like a a seersucker strap uh, for your watch, or maybe like a, a Madras uh, strap. Uh, mm-hmm. I just I think that you could cut quite a figure with with that and and some nice uh, seersucker pants. Um, you know, to to me that that would be that would be cool, and 
you're you're not gonna go wrong with uh, hashtag hot scotch summer. Bring bring the Glen Levet uh, Caribbean Reserve with you. I, I think that's the way to do it. Um, oh yeah, yeah. All all good options. You know, I, I'd I'd be pleased to show up to any of those events. Um, you know, with, with any of the stuff that you described or, or that I described. Yeah. I think that's a good list. Yeah, me too. But if anybody, if anybody has any uh, recommendations or some critiques, come at us. Exactly. Exactly. All right, dude. Well, it, it's been real. It's been fun. Uh, yeah. I think we'll, we'll call it for the night. And we'll we'll see who's uh, on the next episode of the Whiskey and Watches podcast. We like to to keep everyone guessing, <laughs> but you never know; it's a revolving door. That's right. But until then, <laughs> see ya.